Hello, hello. I am recording. I clearly did not post an episode last week, and that is not my fault. I tried to record three separate times, but my microphone refused to work. I even tried to do a voiceover for a reel on my business Instagram, like explaining what I was doing and all of that. And I tried to use my microphone because the quality is like 10 times better than if you talk into your headphones that go to your phone. It it just sounds so much better if you use the microphone. So I was like, okay, let me do that for my reel. And it would not work. It either literally would not record my voice at all And then if it did, it would sound like super far away and staticky and very strange. I ended up figuring out that it's the cord issue, not the microphone itself, which is very good because I didn't want to buy a new one. Um, I was honestly like on the verge of, oh, if I have to buy a new microphone, maybe I just won't have a podcast anymore. I probably shouldn't do that if my microphone actually does break because there are good options. I went back on Amazon and I was like, hmm, if it's my microphone, let me find a relatively cheap option. And the one that I use is not that expensive, but I really didn't want to spend money that I just didn't want to spend at the moment. But good news, it was just the cord. The replacement cord was $8 on Amazon Prime. It got here kind of quick, kind of. I don't know. I feel like, as a society, we are very spoiled by Amazon Prime because now I am so used to going online, finding anything under the sun on Amazon. Amazon has absolutely anything you could want. Any category, any, you know, whatever you're looking for, Amazon probably has it. And if you have a Prime account, You can order it, and sometimes it's there in the same day. Sometimes you will order something, and it'll say, if you place this order within the next hour, it will be at your house by 4 p.m. And at that point, it's like 11 a.m., and you're like, whoa, that's insane. And then it gets to your house by 4 p.m., and it's crazy. Or it gets there the next day, or even just in two days, And I am so used to that. So when something has like a longer delivery, if you order it just on some clothing website or something and it takes a couple weeks to deliver, I feel like my patience is being tested so much because of how spoiled I am with Amazon Prime, which isn't fair to the other companies because Amazon has so many employees And so many vans and trucks and cars that are just constantly delivering. So it makes total sense that other companies can't do that. But anyways, I got my cord quick. I got it out of the mailbox this morning. Now I'm recording this episode and I'm very excited. I was really in the mood to record a podcast episode today. And I like when that happens because sometimes if you're not in the mood but you do want to get like an episode out, even though no one listens to it, it can be kind of annoying to have to sit and talk about something if you don't have any ideas, which you might think, based on what I'm talking about today, that I ran out of ideas. I did not. This is just something that I like doing. I like rambling. That's why 
The podcast is called Pure Nonsense, and today I just wanted to talk about random thoughts, random things that go through my head, some of them on a daily basis, some of them I think every single time a certain situation happens or if I see something, I always think the same thing about it. Maybe it's a new thought that I have, you know, put in my put in my mind. I don't know. I just have a lot of random thoughts. I have a lot of feelings about different things, and I wanted to talk about all of the random things that just go on in my head because how fun is that? And I like talking about it. I don't want to bore someone face to face and waste their time. So if you want to listen to this and you want to listen to me ramble, welcome. Thank you. So yeah, I hope your week, this past week has been good. It's like we've gone through the first week of the new year. I have done very, very good with the little resolutions that I talked about in my last episode of things that I wanted to do in 2023. I started doing Pilates. I've done that a handful of times. It burns so bad, but after every single workout, I feel incredible. I'm very excited about that, you know, getting closer to the warmer months. Very excited about that. I've started my hair care routine. I've got the the rosemary oil. I made a little rosemary oil water spray for my hair. All of that stuff I saw on TikTok, so hopefully it works. Hopefully I'm not being lied to. I probably am being lied to and I am a fool for it. I am a marketing team's like I don't know what's it called. I I'm like a just a marketing team's like best customer. If you can market something well, I probably will buy into it. I will probably think, wow, I need to get that, that, and that, and then I need to do it two times a day, and then I'll be good. But I think the rosemary oil does work. I've seen so many things about it, and it's random people on TikTok, like not celebrities or anything, just normal random people that show their like before and after hair pictures, and they're like, you know, it helps with the texture of your hair. It helps with the thickness, with the shine, all of that. So I've started doing that. I'm very happy about it. Can't wait to see if it actually does anything or if I'm being lied to. I cleaned out my closet a little bit. I went through all of my clothes. I picked out things that I did not wear at all last season, last year, things that maybe I wore once but didn't really love. Put all of that in a pile. Gonna donate some of it. Gonna try and sell some of it online. So I did that, kind of decluttered, obviously took down Christmas decorations and stuff. After the holiday season is over and I look at Christmas decorations that are in the house or that are in my room, I feel so cluttered. But when you're approaching the holiday season, like after Thanksgiving, the whole month of December, All you want to do is decorate. You want to have all the decorations, all the cute pillows, blankets. You want to have your Christmas tree, the stockings, all of that stuff. And when you have it during that month, it feels so cozy. It feels so cute. You're so happy. But then for me, the second the holiday season is over, I'm done. I want the tree gone. 
I want the decorations gone. I want things to be, you know, clean and back to how they were. And I just think that's so funny because leading up to the holiday season, I am so excited. I want the tree. I want all the decorations possible. I want to go get new decorations every single year just to make things even more exciting. Take, you know, a day to go to Target, find cute decorations in thrift stores and stuff. I love that. But the second it's over, I want it gone. I'm sure there are plenty of other people that feel that way because obviously most people take down their decorations right after Christmas. I know that it makes some people feel weird after having the decorations out for like a month, sometimes even more than a month, and then they're gone and they feel empty and they don't like the look of their living room and all of that. I think I used to feel that way as a kid because you were like, oh no, the magic of Christmas, it's over. Now I have to wait a whole year. But as an adult, time flies so fast. I know that I will blink and Christmas 2023 will be right around the corner, which I'm not ready for. I am not ready for that. But as an adult, I just like having more of a tidy space. I really don't want much clutter. I cleaned out my room. I got rid of so much stuff. I'm feeling good. So the first week of 2023 for me has been pretty, pretty good. And I hope it has for you too. And I would say that I'm going to stop rambling and get into the episode But rambling is kind of what this episode is about. Like I said, it's all of my random thoughts. And when I go over my thoughts, I have my little bullet point list of the things that I thought about, the things that I wanted to talk to you about. You're going to notice that none of them relate to each other. All of them are so random. I think maybe they do relate to each other. We'll find out. But they are very random and they are just things that I always think things that I feel. So maybe you're going to listen to them and say, oh, I'm so glad someone else feels that way. I think the same thing. Or maybe you're going to think, why do you think about this? This has nothing to do with you. Why are you wasting my time? Either way, I hope you enjoy this episode and let's get into it. All right. So for the first random thought, I experienced this today when I was at Target, and I have experienced it at multiple other places, especially living in a city that has kind of a populated downtown area. Not very populated, but, you know, we have a downtown. We have, you know, all of that. But I experienced it today at Target, and it really grinds my gears But it's the fact that businesses still reserve the front parking spots. Like, all of the front parking spots in their parking lot, not including the handicap, but all of the others around the handicap spots, they still reserve them for curbside pickup. It it is time to get rid of that, especially if you're a restaurant downtown Like I said, kind of in a populated city and you have a downtown area and you go to those restaurants and you have to like parallel park on the street half the time unless you want to walk a mile, all of that. If you are a restaurant like that and you reserve the spots outside of your door 
for curbside pickup. You suck. You suck. It has been three years since COVID, okay? If someone cannot walk into a store to get their groceries or to pick up their mobile order for food, then they shouldn't be going out in the first place. Because the person bringing them their groceries or their food, it's still around other people. Like, if you literally cannot see a single person or touch a single thing because of COVID, and I'm saying that because curbside pickup became a thing because of COVID. So I assume that the people that still use it are, you know, people that are still worried about COVID and everything, which is fine. You do you whatever. But if you are that worried about it, why are you even going out? Why are you having someone bring your entire shopping cart full of groceries, touching everything, putting them in your car? It It's like, and you know what? If you want to have curbside pickup, that's fine. But do it for like a couple parking spots. If you are big like Target and you have a massive parking lot, Just do curbside pickup in like three of the spots because it is always empty. Whenever I see those spots where it says, you know, curbside pickup only, text us when you're here. This is spot number 24. Text us the number spot that you're in and we'll bring it right out. You should not have 24 curbside pickup parking spots. That is wasting so much space. When I was there today... I turned my car to go into a spot because I was like, oh, it's empty. No one's parked here. Surely I can park here. This is awesome. Oh, look at that. When I turn in, there's a big sign that says curbside only. You know, Texas when you're here, spot number whatever. And I'm like, you have got to be joking me. Had to back out, go down the line a little bit, find another spot. And I had to park relatively far away. This is such a first world problem. I am perfectly capable of walking. And like I said, they don't take away the handicap spots at all. So that's totally fine. But if you go to a Target that has a parking lot, you will see all of those curbside spots. And it is absurd. There are so many and no one No one has ever parked in there. There was one car. I I swear they had like 40, maybe even more than 40 curbside spots that were completely blocked off right at the front. Right at the front. There was one car there that had their trunk open waiting for the employee to bring them their groceries. If that isn't the biggest form of laziness, I don't know what is. That is just ridiculous. I, ugh, that, that's another random thought. People that can't do their own grocery shopping, come on, come on. Now, if it's a situation where there is a handicap involved, maybe you are an elderly person that lives alone, you take care of yourself, and you need to do curbside pickup because walking around the store just is not good for you. You can't, you know, pick up heavy things, get your bags back in the car. If that's the situation, that's completely different. That was not this lady's situation, okay? This was like a middle-aged Karen, right? 
had her little Cadillac door open, like, come on, come on, go get your groceries. Stop saving spots for curbside. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. It was three years ago. Move on. Okay, random thought number two. I just went on a rant about curbside pickup. Sorry if that was ridiculous. And I do want to reiterate, if a business has a large parking lot and they want to save like three to four spots for curbside, go for it. There's obviously plenty of other places for people to park if you have a whole parking lot. Save a couple, totally fine because, you know, there are those elderly people that do need to use it. If you have a certain handicap, you will need to use it, things like that. But if you're a restaurant that has parallel parking and you literally have two parking spots in front of your business and you have the little cones that say curbside pickup only, remove them. Remove them. Next one. I continue to rant about that. It's a big thought in my mind. Next one. So random. I, so I'm not getting married anytime soon. This is, you know, me talking about later down the road in the future. When I do have a wedding, I don't really want a wedding party. I don't want bridesmaids and groomsmen. I I really don't. I would obviously love to have a bachelorette party and then, you know, the groom has the bachelor party, of course, but you just invite your friends on those, right? You just make a group chat and invite some friends out for the night or you go to the beach for the weekend or something, you know? You can just do that with your friends. You don't have to have a specific group of people where it's like, oh, I chose you to be a part of my wedding. Only you are invited to these events. Plus, it's going to cost you $2,000. But I would be so honored for you to be a part of my special day. There are so many things that are messed up about weddings. I work in the wedding industry. The amount of parties that people have, the fact that people are engaged for like two plus years and throughout all that time, the amount of parties that people are planning to celebrate their wedding before the wedding even happens, all the money that's being spent by the bridesmaids and the groomsmen to just be there. It sounds so stressful and I honestly do not want a wedding party. Go to your bachelorette party, go to your bachelor party, invite your friends, have a good time. There's that. Then the day of the wedding, say you're the bride, okay? I would be the bride. I would be at the venue wherever I'm getting married. I would have my mom, my sister, my future mother-in-law. And then I would be at the venue getting my hair and makeup done, getting dressed, getting ready to walk down the aisle and then have fun at the reception. And while I'm getting my hair and makeup done, feel free to invite some friends over. Feel free to tell a group of your friends, maybe the same people that went on the bachelorette party with you. Just say, hey, you guys are welcome to arrive at the venue a little bit earlier. I'm going to be getting my hair and makeup done. If you would like to get your hair and makeup done, Let me know now. I can go ahead and schedule the hair and makeup artist to, you know, pay them to do X, Y, and Z like you would with bridesmaids, right? But you don't have to have, you know, 
the coordinating dresses and shoes and you don't have to make sure everyone has the perfect, correct hairstyle and makeup style. You can just invite some friends into the bridal suite. It's a bridal suite and then there's the groom suite. You can just invite them in before the wedding to have some people to get ready with because literally the best part about like going out for a girl's night, going to get drinks, going to get dinner, the best part about any of that is getting ready. Ask any girl, the best part about a girl's night is the process of getting ready together like in the same bathroom before you actually go out. That is so much fun. It's therapeutic. It's like a massive boost of serotonin. I love doing that. So literally just invite some friends. Say, hey, let's let's have a girl's day. Let's get ready together. And then when it's time for the wedding to start, everyone goes their separate ways. Everyone takes their seats at the ceremony. And then you and the groom, well, the groom walks down the aisle. And then you walk down the aisle And it's just the two of you. You don't have a massive line of people standing beside you at the altar. The altar is for the bride and groom. And then you guys get married. You don't have to worry about, oh my god, my bridesmaid did not follow the dress code. She's got hot pink fuzzy heels on. This is going to ruin my photos. Oh my gosh, she's standing right beside me at the altar. This is going to be in all my photos. Oh no. You don't have to worry about any of that. And I know that there are certain bridesmaids, um, you know, like kind of job descriptions, quote unquote, where there are certain things throughout the planning process of your wedding that your bridesmaids or your maid of honor can help you with. You don't need that. That's one of those things where a lot of people make weddings more complicated than they need to be. I feel like this is coming from someone that's literally never had a wedding. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind later down the road. But, like, when you're walking down the aisle and the bride is holding her bouquet as she's walking down the aisle, just hand it off to your mom sitting in the front row or to your dad or to your friend sitting in the front row. There you go. That's taken care of. If your veil is a little bit messed up or your train on your dress is kind of bunched up once you get to the to the end of the aisle and you're there with the groom... Just have someone in the front row quickly fix it for you. You don't have to have a whole team of people that you asked to be there, but then they had to spend so much money to even be a part of it. I feel like that can be such a sticky situation because obviously when you ask someone to be a bridesmaid or your maid of honor, it's such like a happy moment. They're so excited. They feel so honored. They would love to be a part of it. They would love to be there for you. And if you want to do that, great. Obviously, bridesmaids and groomsmen are like such a big tradition. Pretty much every single person has them. But if you're going to do that, it's so rude to make them pay for everything themselves. If you are asking them to do this and it's an event that's happening for you because of you, you should be able to cover the cost. You should not ask them to pay for your hotel room on the Bachelorette weekend in Miami because you're the bride and it's all about you and your cost should be covered. You shouldn't have to lift a finger or requiring the bridesmaids 
to pay for their hair and makeup, which is like a few hundred dollars on top of paying for the bachelorette party, buying you a wedding gift, buying their dress. That has to be the exact color that you said, the exact length and style, buying their shoes, all of that. If you are going to ask someone to be a part of your wedding day and you are going to expect them to be at all of these different events leading up to the wedding and then you expect them to look a certain way at the ceremony, at the reception, you need to be able to take care of that yourself. I know that that's a big ask. Most people cannot do that. If you have eight bridesmaids and someone tells you, you know, you need to pay for all of their hair and makeup, you need to pay for all of the bridesmaids' dresses, all of their heels, you need to cover the cost of the bachelorette party if you're expecting people to take off work and to travel. That is a massive expense. And that's another reason that it's like, if you don't have a wedding party, you don't have to set all of those expectations. You don't have to put people in an uncomfortable position to where it's like, oh, I would love to be there for you. I would love to stand beside you on your wedding day. That's so, like, nice of you to ask me. I would be honored to do that. But unfortunately, I can't because I don't have the money. And then, you know, maybe you upset the bride. Maybe you get jealous leading up to the wedding day when you see everyone having fun at these parties. Or you could just get your friends together, celebrate your bachelorette party, and then on the wedding day, invite some people to the venue a little bit earlier, have a girl's day, do your hair and makeup together, and then everyone takes their seats, you walk down the aisle, you get married, and everyone has fun at the reception because it's just a big party with friends and family. That's what I would prefer. I don't know if uh, the person that I marry later down the road would feel the same. That's obviously, you know, a decision between the couple. So who knows what would actually happen. But it sounds so much easier to not have a wedding party. Maybe that's controversial. I don't think it is. It just sounds so much easier. You don't have to upset anyone if it's like, oh, you asked these five girls to be your bridesmaids, but you didn't ask me. Like, are we not even friends anymore? Now I don't even want to be at your wedding. That's so rude. You don't have to ruffle any feathers. You don't have to make anyone upset. You don't have to cause any drama. It sounds so much easier. Food for thought. I don't know if anyone feels the same way. There are plenty of people that do weddings without a bridal party or a wedding party, I mean. So that's a random thought in my head. I just realized this episode might be a longer one because when I'm just rambling and talking about random things, I could talk for forever. I really could. But this next random thought is that the second the holiday season is over, I'm ready for summer. Like I said before, I like, you know, putting away all the decorations when the holiday is done to feel, you know, less cluttered, more put together, kind of ring in the new year with, you know, just not too much going on. But also, once the holiday season is over, I just want summer. I'm done with the cold. Between Halloween and New Year's, that's when I'm fine with it being chilly outside. 
That's when I'm fine with it if it snows. A white Christmas is a dream. I would love a white Christmas. I don't remember the last time we had one. But a white Christmas is great. Who doesn't love that? I love sledding, building snowmen. It's a very fun time. But the second the clock strikes midnight on New Year's, let's bring on the warm weather. I'm not talking about the, you know, beginning of spring where it's still freezing in the morning. Like the whole first half of the day is still very cold And then there's like two hours in the afternoon where it's warming up and then it goes back to cold. I'm not talking about that. I don't really like that. That that confuses me. You have to wear layers. You have to take off those layers. You never know how to dress. I am talking about middle of summer. That's all I have to say. Middle of summer. Well, summer in general, not just the middle of it. I am so ready for warmer weather. I can't stop thinking about it. I'm so excited for it. And that goes into my next random thought about the fact that every single day for the past like couple weeks, maybe just like one week, but every single day I have been thinking about the beach. I cannot stop thinking about summer beach trips, getting your sunscreen on. Like, okay, you wake up in the morning. You don't have to have an alarm set. Because you're on vacation at the beach. This is your vacation time. You're taking time off of work. You're trying to relax. You don't set an alarm. You wake up whenever you wake up. Once you're up, it's time to have fun. It's time to go on the beach. It's time to just have have a great day. So you get up. You get some breakfast. You get your sunscreen on. You put on a cute bikini. You go to the beach, you lay under your umbrella. I always lay under an umbrella. I burn so easily. I reapply sunscreen every, at least every hour. I've got the lotion and I've got the spray. Here's, ooh, here's a, here's my like go-to sunscreen routine when I'm at the beach. Before you go on the beach, like you're still in the house, you can go in the bathroom before you put on your bathing suit. I don't care if you're a guy wearing, you know, your swim trunks. Maybe you're a girl and you're wearing a one-piece bikini, whatever it is. Go in the bathroom by yourself. Don't put on your bathing suit yet, okay? You're not wearing anything right now. Get the lotion sunscreen, SPF 50. And put the lotion screen on even on the places where your bathing suit is going to go. Because if your bathing suit, like slides over a little bit or the strap sits at a different spot during different times throughout the days on your bikini. If that skin that has literally no sunscreen on it gets exposed, that's what burns so easily. You know those sunburns you get like right at your armpit from your bathing suit or You get the whole like crazy tan line from your straps and it literally doesn't go away until Christmas. You can avoid that by putting the lotion sunscreen on before you put any bathing suit on so that you get it all over. You're not missing a spot. Then you kind of let it dry. It, It takes like two minutes to dry. You don't have to wait forever. Then you just put your bathing suit back on, grab your sunglasses, grab your book, grab your beach towel, your chair, whatever, go down to the beach, have a little beach bag, 
where you keep some face sunscreen. You know, they make the face sticks that are super easy to just put on. You can just sit under the umbrella, put your sunscreen on, and then have a spray bottle of sunscreen. Again, SPF 50. Always use SPF 50. Have the spray sunscreen once you are actually on the beach. Because if you try to put the lotion sunscreen on when you have sand on you, oh, oh, that makes you want to vomit. That is the worst feeling ever, having sand on your legs. The sand will get everywhere. You could only walk on the beach with your feet before you even lay down on your towel. Somehow you have sand on your back and on, you know, the top of your left shoulder. How did that get there? I don't know. It always does. But the spray sunscreen, you just spray right on. You don't really have to rub it in too much. You don't have to get annoyed by the feeling of the sand. And I reapply that stuff like every hour because there have been so many times like when I was a teenager and I would go to the beach with friends, they would all be tanning because they were capable of tanning. My skin does not tan at all. I just burn. So I finally got to the age where I was like, you know what? I don't need to lay out in the sun. Clearly, it doesn't work for me. I just need to accept that, do what's good for me so that I don't look 80 when I'm 40. And yeah, so anyways, you're, you know, on the beach in the summer, wearing your bathing suit, you're under the umbrella, you're reading a good book. Maybe you want to take a break and go paddle boarding. And then at the end of the day, You go back into the house, you take a shower, you put on shorts and a t-shirt, like cute little denim shorts and and whatever t-shirt. You feel clean, you feel sun-kissed, you're kind of tired from being in the sun all day, but it's a good tired. It's not like the kind of exhaustion you feel from working all the time. It's just like, you know, like you know you're going to sleep well that night. And then after you shower and get cleaned up, you and your family, you go to a beach restaurant during the sunset. Maybe you get ice cream after. Oh my gosh, I I need it. I need that. I am so excited for summer beach trips. I can't even explain it. I've been thinking about it every single day. That's another random thought. I am actually having so much fun talking about my random thoughts. This this is like my ideal episode where I I just want to talk about anything and everything. It doesn't have to be some specific topic. This is so fun for me. This really is. So, the next random thought, I desperately desperately need to stop looking at my phone so much. The other day, This was like over, you know, the time period between Christmas and New Year's where it always feels so weird. It's like everyone's still on vacation. Some businesses are still closed. You're still getting emails, so you still need to do some work. But it's like, are you like in full-on work mode? Because you're still going to go out for New Year's. And it... It's like a very strange time between Christmas and New Year's. I think everyone feels that way. But during that time, I looked at my phone 
so much to the point where I had a headache from my screen. This isn't some new discovery that you can get a headache from looking at your screen too much. I am well aware of that. But I hate experiencing it. It makes me feel so disgusted at myself because it's like, I'm young. I'm healthy. I can be as active as I want to be. I can go outside and go on a run even when it's cold. You can bundle up. You can go on a walk. You can read a book. You can draw. You can paint. I can bake. I can cook. I can do so many things with my time other than scrolling mindlessly on my phone, on social media, Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is. But there are still days where I do that. I decide, like, yeah, I want to spend my time doing this. And when I get a headache from it, I just feel so disgusted at myself. And it's not a fun headache. Like, it's a headache that makes you feel sick to the point where if you turn on a light or if you continue looking at your screen any longer, you might run to the bathroom and feel like you need to throw up. I've never actually thrown up from that. That would be a bit ridiculous. But that is the worst headache in the world to me. And I don't like when it happens and I really don't want to let it happen. And I I just need to stop looking at my phone so much. I did re-download TikTok so that I could post my baking videos. But, I mean, it takes me two seconds to post a video. And then I spend two hours scrolling through, you know, my FYP. And... I love TikTok. There's funny videos. There's informative videos. I figured out what to do for my hair care through TikTok. There's different, you know, clothing things that I see where it's like, oh, I would have never thought of that. I'm going to try that. I'm so glad I saw this. All of the little tips and tricks for like using a claw clip in your hair. I would have never known that. There are so many things that I learned from TikTok, but I also waste so much time on it. I just need to stop looking at my phone, and I know that, and I think it every day. Every day I wake up, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to look at my phone for the first hour of the day. When I actually go through with that, when I actually do that, I feel fantastic. I get so much done in that first hour. I feel more awake. I feel like I'm going to have a better day. But half the time, even when I say that to myself, two seconds later, I'm like, oh, well, I should probably, like, check my email And, oh, okay, well, you know, now that I'm here, maybe I should check, you know, if I have any DMs from customers or anything. Oh, I'm on Instagram. Let's just see what people are posting. Let's see what everyone's doing today. And then the cycle continues, and it's bad. So, long story short, I need to stop looking at my phone. So, I know I said that none of these random thoughts actually have anything to do with each other. They're all, like, just completely different from the last. This one does have to do with the fact that I look at my phone too much, but I really need to figure out a better way to focus on one task at a time. And honestly, I feel like this has to do with social media and our phones and screens. And I really think that it's destroying our attention spans and our ability to focus on one task, get it done in a timely manner and move on to the next one. Because lately, like for a while, there are so many things that I want to do for my business 
There are so many things I want to do just on a daily basis, things I want to get done throughout the week, different things I have on my to-do list, different ideas that, like I said, for my business that I might want to test out, all of that. And I can never, ever pick where I should start, like which, which one I should pick and which one I should start with. And then I always end up trying to do a little bit of each thing. At a, like at the same time, I try to do a little bit here, a little bit there, and it just stresses me out. Like if I have a new idea for a new flavor that I want to add to my menu, but I also have an idea for a new reel, but I also really want to try this new workout at the beginning of the day, and then I got a new book and I really want to be able to read that at the end of the day, but then, oh, I haven't been on a walk in a while, let me go walk on the trail And it's like I try to do all this stuff at the same time in the same day and I've got an amazing planner (laughs) that sounds like I have a, a planner, like a person planning my things. I'm talking about like an agenda, like I have it right here, like I've got, I've got my planner right next to me, my little, my little notebook thing. I love it. It's it's incredible. It lays out your day so nicely. You can write things by the hour all the way from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. Every single day, it gives you a little checklist. You can write your top three things for that day. You can write if you have, you know, any bills due and how much money is due and, you know, what you're going to have for dinner and extra notes. You can write your little daily gratitude and, the, and it has that layout for every single day of the year. I love this thing. And I will write out all of the things that I want to do, but then I've got 20 things on my to-do list and all of them take over an hour. And it's like, okay, that's not feasible. That is literally not possible given I am human and I need sleep. But I, oh, my attention span is just ridiculous. If I sit down, And like if I have to answer emails or do anything, you know, like that, I can't have my phone near me. I have to put my phone on the other side of the room, which is so sad that I have to do that. I need way better self-control. But the second I grab my phone to like use the calculator or to check a delivery address, which I could easily do on my laptop, but I'm going to grab my phone to do it. And then, uh uh-oh, I'm on Instagram. How did that happen? My attention span, it's just so bad and it's it's social media's fault, which is also my fault because I'm the one that downloaded the app. I'm the one that started using it, right? So I really want to get better at focusing on a task, getting it done in a timely manner. Like I said, if I have an idea for a new flavor, I want to sit down, write out the recipe, go to the kitchen, bake it. Maybe I film the process of baking it with my camera or whatever. I want to decorate it, photograph it. There we go. I just tested and posted my new recipe. Moving on to the next task, let me do my emails. Put my phone away. Next task, let me go on a walk. Okay, awesome. An hour later, I'm back home. Let's cook dinner. Like, I want to be able to do things throughout the day very efficiently I want to be, you know, mindful of the time that I do have, and I just, I need to get better at it. I really need to get better at it. 
But I think I've talked about it before, how I think social media is ruining attention spans. I've heard a couple people, that sounded weird. I've heard a couple people talk about it and I completely agree. Because you go on TikTok and you have a new video to entertain you every 30 seconds. Whereas in the real world, you might be working on emails for hours and you're not that entertained. You might be in a long meeting. You might, you know, I don't know. Ugh. Ugh. It is, it is overwhelming to think of all the things that I want to do and I need to get better. I guess that's just time management. I just need to get better at it. All right. So I'm going to finish my random thoughts here. This is going to be my last one. I don't know how many I've had so far. I've definitely been rambling. But this last one is kind of related to my business and the fact that there are certain people and different companies that will reach out to you. Okay, you didn't contact them. They found your account. They looked at your website and they reached out to you for an amazing opportunity. Or they say, you know, we would love to talk with you. We would love to have you and feature you. You know, we would love for you to be a part of our business, of, you know, what we do. We'd love to set up a time to talk, all of that. And obviously, these are companies or people or accounts where, I guess, I don't know, maybe like marketing other accounts is their job, marketing other people in their industry, like the wedding industry, And getting the business names out there and showing potential clients your photos and your work and all of that. Obviously, that is something that you would need to pay for. Like, some company isn't going to contact you and say, hey, let me put all of your information on my website and send your info out to all of the people that I know. But don't worry, it's completely free. Obviously, it's not free, right? But what bothers me is when you do set up a time to talk with these people, you have a meeting over Zoom, or maybe you meet up with them for coffee in person, and the entire time they're talking about your business, how much they love it, how much they, you know, want to share your work, how much they'd love to work with you, like they sound so chipper, so sweet, and You've been talking for like 30 plus minutes, maybe an hour. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, so in order for us to do this for you, the package is about $3,800 to $5,000 depending on which route you take. We would definitely recommend this one that is on the higher price, but it's just, you know, such a great opportunity for your business. We definitely think you will like this one. And it's like, all of a sudden... You just did a little 180. You don't care about me. You don't care about my business. And again, obviously, you're going to have to pay for someone to like market you and put your information out there, right? Unless you're doing it yourself, you're going to have to pay someone to do that. That's their business, just like you have your own business, of course. But like, don't be fake at the beginning. Just just make it sound like what it actually is. Just tell me, hey, I'd love to show off your work. It's going to cost you this much. Would you like to set up a time to talk? If not, I get it. 
If so, I would love to meet up with you for coffee. Like, just put it out there. Again, it's obvious I'm going to have to pay something, right? If you don't think that you're going to have to pay something, then you're just naive because nothing's free. But just don't waste my time, okay? And don't don't make it sound like the best thing in the world and then tell me it's $5,000. What? Like, what? That is crazy. Just put that out there at the beginning and then there's no hard feelings. There's no like, oh, I feel like I was just lied to. Oh, I feel like you're kind of sketchy now. I don't really trust your business. It's like, no, just be upfront. You know, introduce yourself. Tell me what, you know, you want to do as, you know, future business partners or something. Tell me the price and then ask if you want to talk about it. That's it. Obviously, there would definitely be people that ignore your emails and calls if you tell them the price, especially if it's like $5,000 for like a feature on our website. But it's like, oh, that is just, that's a random thought that I see from time to time. And now I know better than to think it's going to be a good price, right? But yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you completely disagree with me on that. Maybe you don't think that that's a lot of money. Good for you if you don't think that's a lot of money. That's awesome. I hope to get there someday. I hope to be like, oh, 5,000 pocket change. I'll take seven. I hope I hope to get to that point. But for right now, I would like those people to just be straightforward because I, I don't, I can't, I can't do it. Wait, actually... I have one last random thought. This is something that I think on a daily basis. Well, not not daily, but when it happens to me, I always think this. If, so, okay, my business, I have clients and I provide them a product and a service for, you know, whatever the cost is. And, you know, it's a, it's a win-win situation. The couples get their wedding cake and their desserts, and I have a new customer, and, you know, I get to do what I love doing. All of that. If you have reached out to someone to buy their product or their service that they provide, doesn't have to be in the wedding industry, it could be any business, and you've reached out to them expressing your interest, and you've gone back and forth from email to email multiple times, you're having great conversation, you're sending your ideas over. Like for me, couples will send reference photos of what they're looking for. I'll come up with some ideas. I'll send them a quote. They'll have a cake tasting. They'll tell me which flavors they want. I'll send over a contract. They sign it and send it back and then they're good to go. If you have reached out to a business owner Again, doesn't have to be the wedding industry. And you are continuously talking to them. You're clearly interested. They are spending a lot of their time responding to your emails, having phone calls, maybe meeting up in person. And then they send you an email like, okay, and then you tell them, 
you know, I'm I'm ready to go through with this. I would I would love to have you. Um, you know, I would love to buy your product. I would love to buy your service. You know, I'd love to work with you. And then your next email to them is sending over the price. And you give them all the details relating to the price. You tell them, you know, if you, you know, let me know your thoughts from here. I can send over the contract, all of that. Crickets. Dead silence. You don't hear from them for like over a week, even though they've responded to your other emails like every hour. They ghost you. So you send a follow-up email saying, you know, hey, I hope you're doing well. Let me know if you have any questions at all. Would love to work with you. Crickets. Nothing. You send them a follow-up email to the follow-up email saying, hey, would love to hear from you. Let me know by this date or, you know, I won't be able to put you on my calendar. Crickets. And then you send a final email saying, hey, never heard from you. So sorry. And they never took the time to just send an email saying, hey, this is out of my budget, out of my price range. I'm so sorry. We're going to have to go another route. That is not offensive at all to tell someone that you like are no longer interested, that it's out of your budget, that, you know, you just in general, you're no longer interested. You don't have to give a whole explanation. All you have to do is let them know. You don't even have to tell them to their face. That's the beauty of email. You can stay behind your phone, stay behind your screen, and just say, hey, no longer interested. Thank you so much for your time. Have an amazing day. Right there. That's it. Now that person who's running the business can go ahead and book something else for that date. They can plan their schedule throughout that date, throughout that month, whatever it is, and they can continue on with their life and you can continue on with yours and it is totally fine. But it is such a big pet peeve of mine when people just completely ghost you after you give them the price. And I'm in the wedding industry. Yes, it's expensive. I know pretty much every single person in the world thinks that the wedding industry is a scam. It's way overpriced, all of that. I guess you have not seen the cost of butter and the cost of eggs, but the cost of gas, all of the costs are going up. There's a reason certain things are expensive. I won't get into that, but just tell people if you're not interested. That goes for anything in life. Don't lead people on. Just say, hey, not interested. Thanks. Love ya. Have a great day. There you go. No hard feelings. If someone's feelings are hurt about that, that's their problem. It's life. It's business, okay? Especially in the business world, don't get your feelings hurt if someone doesn't order from you. If someone tells you, you know, your price is too high or, hey, I don't really like your style. Everyone has different preferences. Everyone has a different budget. Everyone has a different idea of what they want. Not everyone's going to love you. Not everyone's going to order from you. Not everyone's going to work with you. It is what it is. Just tell people that you're not interested. 
that's probably all I have to say about that topic right now. Maybe I'll think about more later. But yeah, please, if you are ever, ever, ever in contact with a business owner or a company because you are interested in their product or service, and then after having some communication with them, you decide it's not for you, you don't want to go through with it anymore, just tell them, please. It's such a nice thing when someone is straightforward and honest and upfront. Just tell them. It's not hard. Okay, so I think those are all my random thoughts for the moment. Maybe this would be like a monthly episode because the amount of thoughts that go through my head, I have a massive head. My, my, I think it runs in the family. There are a lot of bankos that have big heads. I've got a lot of thoughts up here. Some of them I probably shouldn't say out loud, but, and if those are, if that's the case, then I won't say them out loud. I'll keep it to myself. But all of these random thoughts are harmless, right? I'm just rambling. I'm just telling you what I'm thinking, what goes through my mind sometimes on a day-to-day basis. Because I know you have random thoughts. Every single person goes through the day. You could be folding your laundry. You could be in the bathroom doing whatever you do in the bathroom. You could be on a long walk. You could be sitting in a carpool lane picking up your kids. You have random thoughts. Some of them are so unhinged that it's like, whoa, why did that just pop into my head? I don't know. Kind of crazy. Everyone experiences it. Everyone has it. And I love talking about it. I would love to make like a board game about like insanely random thoughts that have nothing to do with anything at all. Maybe it'd be a fun drinking game or something. Maybe that will be my next business. I don't know. We'll see. But I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're having an incredible day, an incredible week. And I will see you next time. Bye.